This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. And we had a big day at our house yesterday, Shane. Let's hear about it. The cute boy and I closed on a house. That's exciting. I'm excited about that for you and congratulations and all that. But you know, I just had a moment and I thought, wait a minute, life with Tanya, it's an exciting day every day for Daniel because life with Tanya comes with surprises. It's kind of an oxymoron for you to say you had an exciting day yesterday. And that is so true because I am naturally a yes person and he is naturally a no person. So if an opportunity pops up, I'm like, yes, let's do it. And he's naturally like, no, I want to stay home. And he will tell you that that's been a big part of our relationship is the evolution between those two things. And he refers to it as walking off the map and doing these things that are so unusual for him. And it's been a a big part of our relationship development. But all of that being said, buying a house is a pretty normal thing for a couple, right? Or or, or it should be. And of course, the thing that made it a little more exciting for us is the fact that we closed on a house in the middle of a hurricane. I had this thought the other day when I knew you were approaching your closing and y'all kind of figured that out and were going down that path. And You know, it never really hit me that a hurricane would come into the Gulf on the day you were closing. We were sitting at the title company yesterday and it was really quiet and there was no one else there and everything was on time. And for a girl from Louisiana, just the fact that we actually closed on our initial closing date was incredible. But I did ask the girl that was helping us, that was going through the process with us, and she said, you are the only person that we have closing this week because of the insurance moratoriums. And it kind of happened by accident. It was one of those things that when we were in underwriting and getting our insurance done, our agent accidentally put the wrong date originally to bind the policy. And she came back and she said, I accidentally put today's date instead of of the 24 hours before your closing date, I can go back and change it for you. And I asked her, well, what's the dollar amount difference? Because this had already gone to underwriting. And she told me, and I said, look, just leave it. This is Florida. This is August. We're in the middle of hurricane season. Just go ahead and bind it. That way, I don't have to remember to go back and do anything. You don't have to remember to go back and do anything. Something could happen. This way, it's done. And my husband kind of rolled his eyes and he's like, I cannot believe we're spending this much money on insurance, but if it makes you happy, whatever. Well, because I did not have her go back and send that paperwork to underwriting, then the moratorium didn't affect us because the policy was already bound. You wouldn't be the owner of a home today. You would not have taken possession because you would not have closed if you wouldn't have done that. And that's exciting for you. And I'm so glad that that accidentally, you know, just own it. Just say, yeah, I did that intentionally. (laughs) But I will say we had a moment during closing that totally shocked me. As a professional within the insurance industry, we were going through signing paperwork and we got to the numbers page and the lady at the title company actually stopped us, pointed to our rate for our insurance and said, by the way, this is really high. Something's wrong with this figure. You probably want to go back to your agent or find a different agent that can get this price lower for you. Now, having been through this process with me already, the cute boy was like, no, we're not changing anything when it comes to insurance. Let it go. 
you know, this this is what we want. But it shocked me that here we are at a title company with a professional that has just gone in and somewhat slandered the agent that we had giving us the coverage that I specifically requested. I can imagine Daniel's response, facial expression for all things that are holy. Please do not bring up the subject of insurance right now. If you've been following along, Tanya's been going through this process and going through the insurance process. As a consumer, she is in the insurance industry, but she doesn't write policies and she's not an agent. And it's really great for us to get that perspective. This thing is validated that I know is out there about either a mortgage company or a title company sabotaging. I'll just call it sabotage. They're sabotaging the insurance process or the insurance agent, and they are looking for a way to distract from their situation or whatever the reason is. They're going to pick on the insurance premium as the culprit to the problem. That is what exactly I mean when I say don't allow the tail to wag the dog here. I've heard you say that term, you know, don't let the the tail wag the dog. Until I was in there, I really didn't get it. So tell me, why do you think that she would even do that in that moment? I mean, for most couples, us included, this is a moment of excitement. You're thrilled that you're about to take ownership of this home. Why would they even do that? Like, it totally did not make sense to me. That it's coming from the title company is a little bit concerning. I typically would see it coming from the mortgage company because it's going to affect your payment if it's escrowed. That's generally where it happens either on new business or more likely going to happen on renewal. And I think it's a distraction technique or it's a way for the other vendors in the process to not let their cost take front and center. That's my assumption. There is a natural response in home buying process, whether it be realtor, mortgage company, bank, title company, the closing company, and all of this tend to pick on the insurance guy. It goes full circle back to something we talked about on a previous podcast about making an assumption as an agent. Don't make assumptions that your customer doesn't want more and doesn't want the right coverage. Don't go cheap. When you look at it and you go, okay, where is the root cause of this? Well, I think it's relationship. I think it is, there is no real peer-to-peer professional relationship that has been established. The agent, insurance agent, is kind of considered secondary because what we have is we have ignorance on the part of the individual that's pointing this out. They don't know. How do they know that that's high? Is it high because all they're used to looking at is bare bones coverage and they have this thought in their mind? Are they constantly keeping up with insurance rates and pricing? Why would they have the perspective that a price for something they don't do, insurance premium, is high. And the reality of it is, is that it's ignorance and that starts without a relationship. One of the reasons that I brought this topic up was my first thought was, what can we do as agents to educate people within the industry and become that person? But then you kind of took this a completely different direction with using it as a distraction. And I hadn't thought about that. This is an opportunity 
opportunity, time opportunity, hard market, talking about chasing our tails and where do we go? Do we remarket? Do we play defense? What kind of offense can we play? We've been talking about that for months and it's like, okay, what do we do? And I had a recent question from an agent that was basically centered around, okay, my revenue's up as an agency. What do I do with that excess money? And my answer was build out your automation, use that money for continuing to push on your flywheel. This is an opportunity to use some of that excess cash flow to become the expert. This is another thing that's really not spending money, but the mortgage companies interest rates are rising. So they're going to be doing anything they can to depress insurance premium. So you have an opportunity to go be the expert to the mortgage company. They need someone to explain to them how to be better, how to keep the flow of mortgages coming in, real estate agents, how to keep the sales process coming. They're kind of going to be back in this cycle where it's not as easy as it has been over the last few years. We've needed them in some agents' minds more more than they've needed us. And the tail wagging the dog comment is don't let that happen. So yes, it's natural for the mortgage company and the other vendors in this cycle to start creating a distraction that moves the eyeballs and the thought process away from the fact that their interest rate is seven and a half, eight percent now. That's something that if I'm a mortgage company, you know, I really don't want to talk about that. I don't really I don't really want to talk about my interest rate right now. Two years ago I love talking about my interest rate. I love talking about how I can get you that 3.25 interest rate locked in and that would help me get that bigger fee on top. You want to buy it down another quarter? You can buy that down with another point on closing costs, that game is kind of over for that mortgage broker. So they're going to throw that distraction and the insurance guy is generally easy to throw the distraction at if there's no relationship and if there's no professional respect at a peer-to-peer level. My response to her was, I wanted us to have the coverage that we really needed on the house. And with the hard market that's going on, especially in Florida, Texas, Louisiana, California, that I was happy that we got insurance and just kind of laughed a little bit. And you could tell that she was just kind of clueless to what I was saying within that. This is another opportunity for us to always remember as agents that the world isn't always going to be the way it is today. Now, that could be good. That could be bad. I used the analogy before. I played for a coach way back in college, Gary Ward. I've always thought about this training that I didn't even know was happening, which was this even keel kind of approach to business. And it comes into play here. As insurance professionals, insurance advisors, having this ability to not go too high or not go too low in in terms of our business process, our effort, our marketing, our relationship building. Coach Ward always said that look in the dugout, I should never know whether you, you know, you're up by 10 or you're down by 10, whether it's the fourth inning or the bottom of the ninth, our dugout should be the same, which was such a culture shock for me. But I think that training way back when brought me to this point where it's like, okay, what should I do with this extra revenue? You should do the same thing that you always do. And you should have been doing that even in a soft market. You don't just do things because the market's hard or because the market's soft. Doing the same thing and staying consistent, building relationships with mortgage 
mortgage brokers, building relationships with real estate agents. If that's part of your lead generation model, then do it all the time so that the relationship is always strong when their world is getting attacked. And it is right now, right? Interest rates are causing houses to not sell or people to not finance and their world's not great and not going to be great for a little while. What you don't want to be is the one they throw darts at when their world goes backwards. You want to be the one that's always been there. You want to be the one that builds that consistent relationship. As agents, we should seek those circles of loyalty. We have an agent down in Deer Park, Texas, Brian Poole, who owns Lone Star Integra, and he is masterful at this. He is so involved with realtor organizations in that area to the point that he even participates in their Christmas skits. He speaks to them once a year. He goes to every meeting. This is a huge part of his business. And he has ingratiated himself into their world. He has become the expert. Now, does this take effort? Yes. Does this take a monetary commitment? Yes. During this hard market, has this been more of a challenge for him because there's just not as many leads? I would think so because not as many people are closing on houses. But he still sees this as a vital investment for his agency. And it's one of those things that this is where you want to be. I think making yourself that trusted advisor is imperative or there's not going to be that loyalty. Brian is a great example because so much of what he's done and continues to do isn't so that you will send him a lead. When you go in and you're like, I want to get some leads from you, you know, that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to go in and become their expert of that circle, of that group of people. Become the go-to person for that realtor group or your local realtor group or whatever your circle you can find your way in. You have to be able to do it in a selfless way becoming part of the club, so to speak, and, you know, doing the skits at Christmas and participating, not just sponsoring lunch, not just, that's a good thing to do, but don't just sponsor lunch because effort is probably the most important part of that. Effort is participation. Effort is time. But eventually, if they're asking you advice on how to handle something or how to do something from the insurance business, and you're willing to help the realtor, you're willing to help the mortgage company, that's going to come back to you. We're just so caught up at times about getting leads that we forget that the relationship has to come first. You brought up don't just sponsor lunch. And this is another thing that Brian does really well. He does sponsor a lunch for the realtor group that he's involved with every year, except he themes it. One of my favorites was he did a luau theme and went in and decorated for the whole event and instead of just doing basic insurance giveaways he had the floating boat key fun keychains created with his logo on them he did luau themed giveaways and he even did giveaways to help people with their personal development not just your basic here's your starbucks gift bag gift certificate kind of thing. And so even when he does do a sponsorship of something, he makes an event out of it to be memorable. You can't do all that without effort. And that is incredible and perfect in terms of approach. I just think that being a participant 
and not just saying, yeah, we'll sponsor something. And that's really my point. You got to show up. You can't build the relationship by saying, oh, we'll budget some sponsorship money. In order to do a a luau themed party, you got to go decorate. You got to go show up. So it's way more than the sponsorship is the whole point here. I hope agents are hearing that. It is the effort and it is the being a part of an earning trust. We probably have listeners out there saying, well, how do I find these groups? Great question. Most areas have realtor associations. And if you think about it, unless we're talking refis, which we're not, in most cases, everything's kind of starting around the realtor themselves. The mortgage company is probably part of the realtor group. No different than you as an insurance agent is part of a realtor group. Most areas are going to have some local realtor association, join the realtor association, become a member, become an associate member. However they do that, that's one way to do that. Some do B&I groups. You can do that as well. But just getting involved in the realtor association is one of the steps you can take. The reason that I start there is that there's a lot more that comes out of that. It's not just getting leads for new homes. Now, why do we go after those leads in the first place though? Well, because uh, someone who can own a home, who can buy a home is a great lead. Not only are they going to have a home, they're going to have vehicles to ensure they're probably going to have a toy or two, and they probably need an umbrella policy. And if you do it, they may even need some life insurance to cover the mortgage and the debt that they just took out. It's a perfect match for standard preferred independent agency to be a part of that first point of contact, which is in the realtor area. That effort of becoming their expert, becoming the person they turn to is a great step in getting into one of these groups. Earlier in the podcast, you were talking about using the extra dollars that you may be generating right now because of this hard market to create process. To me, that is so important when it comes to this, because when you start receiving those referrals, especially that very first one from a new partner that you're trying to develop, you better do a fantastic job on that first one. And the second and third and fourth and fifth better be just as good. And so if you're investing all of your time and energy and money into developing the partnerships, you've got to be able to back it up with process on the other side. Now, Shane and I are not the process people when it comes to Integra. We will both admit that, right? I'm a process person. I love process. I love sitting around and processing things. You don't love doing that? Okay, I'm going to get way away. I'm glad I'm in Florida because, you know, there may be a hurricane here, but lightning is fixing to strike in East Texas. I am a big picture let's make this happen and like I can draw it out on the whiteboard. What I was informed of, it was shocking. It was this morning on a walk, early morning walk with my lovely spouse. She had the audacity to say that I was not a very good detailed person. I have no idea where that came from. After 28 years of marriage, I am discovering that evidently I am not a detailed person. So if that's what you're referring to with process and automation and making things go from point A to point B to point C, I think I'm pretty good at it. But evidently, the people that know me and love me the best don't think I'm very good at it. So this is new to me. While you're in denial, I know this is not what I do well. And so I make these crazy detailed lists 
of things I need to do to create a process. And then I keep those lists and I update them very frequently because I know that I need those details in writing in black and white in front of me every time I do something, right? So that said, most people that are listening to our podcast are rainmakers, your producers, your business owners, but you're still selling. So you need those processes in place. And if you're trying to put those processes in place after you get those initial referrals, it's going to be a hot mess. And you're not going to be able to build those relationships the way you want them because you're not giving them the first impression that they're expecting. And in all seriousness, I am not being serious about that when I'm talking about my skill, detail, capability. I naturally go to selling things. That's just where my natural brain goes. That, to your point, is where most independent agents are. The whole point of having some extra revenue and knowing what to do with it in this process is you may need to pay somebody. You may need to license a component to your management system or a new CRM if you don't have one. Just things that we know about that we see, you know, EasyLinks has a component called Automation Center and Automation Center is really good and really awesome. And we have built out automations throughout our organization and our partner agents are using automations throughout there. I know of agents that are using agency Zoom and they've automated it incredibly. It just goes through all these things. There are very few agents who have that skill set to do it themselves. And there are whole organizations and people, consultants that have created businesses to help you through this. So be honest with yourself. If you don't really know how to do it, then pay for somebody to do it for you and manage it. It's okay. I don't mean an employee. There are people that will help you do this. They will set it up and then you pay them a subscription to manage it and keep it running. If you're very fortunate and you happen to have someone on staff that has that skill set, give them that directive. Tell them what you want. Let them run with it. If you're one of the rare birds that is actually good at this, then you're probably not the best salesperson. So maybe you've got some salespeople. There are a few of these people out there that are good at putting this in place yourself. I think the key is just figure out who you are, but that's a great area to Tanya's point to get done now so that when the leads are flowing, when the opportunities are happening, that you don't fall on your face because it's really easy to go out there and spend all this energy building relationships, have stuff start flowing and coming in and you not have a good onboarding process for leads or prospects or anything and stuff falls through the cracks. And if it falls through the cracks, you might get one pass, but you're probably not getting two or three. One of my greatest takeaways through this this house buying process in Florida has been how uninformed about insurance people are within the industry that we're partnering with. When I say that realtors don't know what we're going through and why rates are what they are, when I say that lenders don't really know, that people at the title company don't know what's happening, they really don't. And I see this as an opportunity for independent agents to really step in and make a difference. Now, are there competitors out there? Yes, of course, there are insurance agents on every corner, but I don't see it happening here in the Florida panhandle. I don't see where people are spending the time to educate 
those in the industry, well, whether that is because no one's making time to learn or those relationships haven't been developed. But if other parts of the country are the way they are here, there's a huge hole waiting for you to step in and take over. Being an educator is being an advisor and educating others. And if we want to go by the wayside, so to speak, and try to compete with that really fast and direct channel and your agents sent you some quotes without even talking to you. To be that type of agent, you're essentially saying that your only worth is quoting or speed. And I'm not saying we still can't be fast at this and efficient with this process, but education raises the expertise bar. And the more you can educate, the more you can do that with the peer group. First, you got to establish the peer group, but then be the insurance educator within that peer group, the better you're going to be and the more opportunity you're going to have. And one of the reasons we don't do this very well is I think we just get caught up in selling policies. And this is one of my pet peeves. And you know, if I can just churn these policies and bring these policies in, well, then I'm going to make X number of dollars. And if we just take this educational approach, we're going to get more dollars per account, which is going to end up in a better place long term. And we're going to be more of a sticky approach. We're not going to lose a customer to Geico. We're not going to lose a customer to a direct online shopping site because the customer never thinks to do that in the first place. They think to call you first. That's the most important part about educating and being an educator. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Bo Jackson. Set your goals high and don't stop till you get there. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.